bum, chicka bum bum, chicka yeah, he's a little freestyle, I like to say. I was, ah, uh, damn, chicka damn, chicka damn, it's a comedy podcast, a comedy what cast, a comedy, whoa. It might not be the moment you were waiting for, but it is, in fact, a moment. Live from my car, parked up front of uh, my house. I'm your host, James Hammond. Uh, yeah, and this is it. This is the this is the podcast. It's if you don't if it's the first time you're checking in, uh, it's just to let you know this podcast is all about comedy. It's about uh, creating laughter and having a good time. So if uh, you're not about any of those things, you can just you can get a, you can take the first boat out of town, huh? Remember when that used to be an insult? Hey, you want to just take the first bus out of town, buddy? Oh snap, Jeb, you got him good. Like when someone wasn't liked, they would just tell them to take the first mode of transportation they could find out of town, and it was a, like a big hit, you know? That one stung. I'll do that, sir. I'll go get the first steamboat engine I can out of this place. You know? It's, uh, who knows? But uh, yeah, that's what I, it's, if you're not for uh, laughter, then um, I don't know. Something's wrong with you. You should probably seek help, go to a therapist. You know, maybe just, I don't know. Maybe we laugh too much. There was like one movie we, we watch. Like what makes people not laugh? You know, just, uh, I'm pretty good at that. I'm, I've had that, ha- I'm, like, half my jokes is, is something that makes people not laugh, I'd say, at least half. Maybe 75% of them. It's a good number. No, but, uh, like, what, what, what is the cause for that? Like, do people just laugh too much at some point in their life? Like, they got tickled too much? They were seven? You know, just got tickled to the point where they're just like, ah, that's too much. I'm never going to laugh again. Like, their laughter is just shattered, you know? Or, uh, like, how does that happen? What is it? If anyone knows, any doctors out there listening, I know we got a couple avid doctors who are fans you know big fans doctor fans out there and uh just let me know anyone (laughs) what is the cause of not laughing and don't say my jokes but uh anyway uh yeah as always on the show it is brought to you by copious amounts of greenery so without any further ado i got a little bit of larry og it's my favorite strain i got some of my it's so rare to get one of your favorite strains i like i'd like to meet whoever invented this larry but it's good stuff. So check it out if you can. And uh, yeah, let's do this up. Now, it's crazy. I live on a farm and the guy who owns the place, he lives here too, above us. Nice guy, somewhat. Not really. He's a shitty landlord. Interesting guy. Very interesting guy. But, uh, it's funny because uh, he doesn't like weed, you know, so he's against it. You know, he's made that known. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm a big fan of it. He's like, well, you know, it's uh, it's my law here. I'm like, okay. So I smoke all the time, pretty much like all the day. Not all day, but, you know, I'll smoke at the house every day, most days. And um, it kind of brings back that vibe of, you know, when you were like 16, 17, hiding shit from your parents, you know, when you had to smoke and like sneak around. You know, you'd get like a dime bag caught in the laundry and all of a sudden you're, you had to start explaining yourself. Oh, I was holding it for a friend. Oh, I don't know. I put a, it was a button. There's a button in there. I got the sh- jacket. At the, that, that was a great excuse because sometimes you'd get a jacket from a thrift store and there'd be extra buttons inside it, you know, or a shirt. There'd be like, and it'd be, it'd be like a dime bag. So you'd just be like, oh no, that's not weed. It's just uh, extra buttons. You know? It was for drama class. I don't know. Whatever. You can just spitball some. Sm- the, the whole not being able to smoke weed openly from 14 to 18 really makes it like, you know, you, you, you just, you, you really learn how to lie on the spot really fast. You know, you become a master at it. You just go, okay. Oh, 
and you come up with a story. I wouldn't even consider it lying. It's just you kind of, you know, saving your ass. You got to, you know, you go into school and, uh, you know, your eyes are all red. And well, what's wrong? Why are your eyes red, James? Like, oh, I was using Windex and some of it uh, came back down and got me in the eye. Oh, okay. Perfect. No more questions. Let's just end that there. I'm going to the calf to get a cheddar bagel with bacon. That was my thing. Anyway, this whole podcast, it's about comedy. It's about making people laugh. It's about having a good time. I am getting back into the stand. I've got a couple shows coming up. December 2nd, Corner Comedy Club. Check it out. Uh, it's on High on Trees. It's going to be awesome. It's on a Thursday. And then also before that, a sweet show brought to you by Puff Mama Secret Location. If you want tickets, get at me. It's in Toronto. It's at a weed-friendly location. James Hammond Comedy at Hotmail.com. I'll send you info on how you can get tickets for that. And, uh, yeah, so hit me up. James Hammond Comedy at Hotmail.com for any info on future shows. Or if you want to book me to... Uh, do jokes. It's much, it'll be more refined than the podcast for anyone out there. This podcast isn't really close to my comedy. It's a, it's a, you get nuggets of it, little chunklets of what my comedy is kind of like, right? But the, the stuff I bring to stage, I, I really, I like to, 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 to refine it, you know, make it at least palatable for partial, <laughs> some of the masses. All right. But anyway, let's get into a joke from the book here, right? Um, got a book here. I think it's from like 2014. It was a good year. Let's see. I was on Lakeshore. Wow, that would have been, yeah, 2000. Wow, 15. Okay. Okay. Let's see. All right, this dude. He lied about uh, smoking weed all the time. It was just this thing. He would just lie about it. So I'd be blazing with him and I'd be like, what are you up to today? He's like, oh, you know, I got to go coach some uh, kids basketball. I'm like, oh, cool. That sounds funny. He's like, yeah, but, you know, I just got to kind of go in there, spray myself down, make sure no one knows I smoke weed. I'd lose my job, but they found out. I'm like, okay, I guess so. Like, this guy's must be, you're taking years off your life with that kind of stress. You know, just don't bring it up. Don't have a conversation about it if you don't want to lose your job. (laughs) Just don't talk about the thing that's going to make you lose your job. That's the key to not losing jobs. Trust me, I've lost enough. I know. You know, if it's something that you're doing, like, you know, say if you're stealing a shit ton of stuff from the, you know, Sears and where you're working or whatever, you know, Walmart, peeling TVs off every day. Don't, if the manager comes up and is like, hey, what's going on? Don't be like, what's up with those stolen TVs? You're just digging yourself in a hole. Be like, I don't know. Great. It's a beautiful sunny day. I love pushing these carts out here. It's my dream. It's just a good time, right? You don't bring up the thing you're doing. Anyway, this guy would just, he would have a problem with smoking weed. He'd be like, yeah, I got a date later on this week. I'm like, nice. He's like. Yeah, I don't know if I should admit to a smoking weed. I'm like, admit. You're making it sound like it's a crime. Like, it's a horrible thing you're doing. Like, you battered some, like... Like, you found a duck in the park and just hit it in the head with a, you know, a freaking sledgehammer just for the fun of it. And then, you know, you ran away. It's like you're telling her that. I have to admit to her I hit the duck with the sledgehammer. You know, it's just... It's like it's, like it's smoking weed. It's not a big deal, you know? <laughs> it's like... It's like if you were a peeping... To- if, it's like if you walked around, you know jerking off in bushes while looking through people's windows yeah you know that's something you might have to admit you know it's a strong word admitting something i'm just telling you i smoke weed I'm not admitting it when you say you're admitting it's just there's some sense of guilt there like it's just been hammered into him and he's not a uh, okay with maybe who he is as a person right whereas me i've been okay with who i am for a long time only now am i starting to falter a little bit i'm like geez have i been wrong this whole time I thought it was pretty spot on, <laughs> but now I'm just kind of starting to question it. And then if you start questioning, you, that's why you can't question yourself. You know, you, you just got to move forward like a freight train. You start questioning the things you're doing now. I'm 37. I got to go back to when I was like 20 and be like, oh shit, like I got to do some readjusting, you know? So you just got to move forward, freight train it, you know? 
Talk as fast and quick as possible. Think of as much shit as you possibly can. Avoid deep thought and meditation. No, I'm joking. It's great. I've meditated a lot about life. And generally, whenever I have a stressful thing that's bothering me, I can kind of be like, why am I acting like this? Why am I kind of snapping all the time? And I'll be like, oh, yeah, it's because of this. Okay, there we go. There we go. I was thinking about, I was talking to my buddy yesterday about living in Manitoba. Manitoba. Yes, yeah, so it's a good spot to live. I remember, I, I probably told this once already on the podcast, whatever. That was a good story. And it's the time that my dick saved my life. I don't know if anyone out there has ever had their life saved by their own penis, but uh, mine was. It was it was pretty intense. So anyway, I lived in Manitoba, and it was a dolphin Manitoba, and there was a heavy gang essence in this like town of ten thousand people. There was a lot of younger native guys and and some white kids too who were like pretending to be the Bloods and the Crips. But then they do some hardcore shit. There was like stabbings. They'd break all the, the windows in town with rocks. You know, just, just fun hooligan kind of stuff, right? But anyway, one day I'm walking to work. And in front of me, I, I'm witnessing an altercation. There's this guy asking, this huge, like, six foot four, six foot five, tall native guy. Big, massive. And he's asking this guy for a smoke. He's like, yo, man, give me a smoke. The guy's like, I don't got smoke. He's like, fuck, man. He's just like, hey, I gave you my last smoke yesterday. He's like, okay, fine. He's like, I'm going to freaking smash the next person I see. And I'm, like, looking around. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I, I look cross the street. I'm like, I'm definitely the next person this guy's going to see. There's nothing I can do to avoid his glance, you know? Like, he's coming to clobber me, for sure, if he sees me. So I'm like, and I have no smokes on me, right? So this guy, he walks up to me. He's, he's He takes, like, two steps, and he's already on me, right? Three, Two, three steps, and he's like, hey, man, you... And he just stops, mid-sentence, and just turns and keeps walking. I'm like, oh, have a nice day. And he's like, what? I'm like, have a nice day. He's like, fucking wow. He just mumbles some shit as he's walking off. There might have been some other interaction too. It's you know it's kind of blurry. It was years two thousand seven, but uh, anyway, I'm like that was weird. Well, that was weird. It's strange. Anyway, I'm walking into a. I'm gonna walk into my work. There's this catwalk that led into it from the street, and uh, as I'm walking in, I instantly feel like a gust of wind, and I'm like, oh, that's cold. I look down, and my dick is just hanging out of my pants. Through the slip in my long johns. Through the slip in my zipper. Just hanging out. Right. I'm like, what the fuck? And I wouldn't, I wasn't dressing really wintry because it was only maybe like a 10 minute walk from my house. The streets were plowed pretty decently. So I was walking a lot, but it was just, it was crazy, right? Like my dick said, my, that, I swear to God, my dick was not inside of me. I mean, <laughs> not actually inside of me. I didn't like, like turning it around underneath me and like putting it in. No, like if it wasn't inside my pants. If, my, if I mean, if my dick was inside my pants, I probably, this guy would have mauled me, just attacked me, you know, just, just because I was the next person he saw, you know? It was that kind of situation. So my dick came out of nowhere, came out of left field, and really just saved me. Saved my ass, and it was uh, pretty happy. Holy shit, the rain is starting to come down pretty heavy, pretty harsh-like. Time for the weather forecast here on the Comedy Podcast. Uh, we're calling for a whole bunch of flurries, a bunch of hail, a bunch of snow, a bunch of sleet, a bunch of shitty-ass weather for probably the next three to four months. Get ready to sit at home and do nothing but jerk off. Well. <laughs> No, it's, uh, that's all. What do people do in the winter? You know? You can play hockey, I guess. Right? But then they just jerk off in the, in the change room a whole bunch. You always hear those stories. A lot of jerking and lurking in the hockey change rooms. That was brutal. I'm, set, I'm sitting in my garage. Anyway, I don't know why I'm think, thinking about jerking so much. Maybe it's because uh, I haven't had sex in a while, all right? I hope my girlfriend listens to this fucking podcast. Heads up, hint, hint, you know, and I've been dropping hints, right? Like, hey, like, let's fuck. It's been a lo- too long, you know, <laughs> or uh, let's make some sweet love. It's been too long, you know, whatever it is. I'll, I'll say something and it doesn't seem to get through. 
I don't think she uh, understands the importance of penis to vagina interaction. I get it. You know, there's a kid on her nipples all the time. And, you know, I guess that maybe that's where some of her sexuality lies is in her nipples. So it's just been like drained out of her by the kid. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to blame my daughter for the actions of the mother. You can't do that. But nonetheless, it just, uh, is it fair to deprive the husband of sex? It seems like manipulative almost, right? And I think it's, I think to withhold sex is the most manipulative thing anyone can do in a relationship, honestly, because it's supposed to be a thing both of you like, right? Generally, we both enjoyed sex most of the time. You know, we, we both had, we both had good times, you know, we're both, uh, we're both getting there, you know, and, uh, you know, then all of a sudden it's like, now I got to fight to get laid, right? Like I, I'm at a party and there's two girls, there's one girl and it's my wife with a kid and there's like. 10 other guys. They're not here, but you know, just like, you know, no interest. And I have to f- just like, just fight. It's all just like, well, you did this and now I'm not that attractive. I'm not really interested or in the mood right now. You're like, oh, great. Okay. Like, I, and think there's nothing she could do, right? That would take me out of the mood. That's the crazy thing, right? I could get in the biggest argument with her and be like, we should just have sex. That'd be the best cure for it. And it is. Having sex is the best cure for any argument. I swear to God, it is. It's the only thing you can do. That's going to just, you know, if it clears, clears it right up, you know? But, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, if you refuse to have the sex, then the argument just stays there. Oh, in the air. So you got to have that, that argument clearing sex, you know? Am I, uh, do I sound horny? I feel like when I just, I hear the echo of myself. And it sounds just like, oh my God, like I wouldn't want to have sex with me if I was a chick. You just get, I mean, I'm desperate now, right? I'm just horny. Like, and that was the thing before, when you're a guy in a relationship, getting laid pretty frequently, you know, you're not worried about it. You're, you put off that super awesome vibe and other chicks are just attracted. Like, we, like girls are just coming at you. You have to bat them off. Literally with a bat, you have to start swinging at me. Get away from me. I'm taken, you know, oh, geez, okay. you know, buy me a couple of drinks first. You know, it's whatever, you know, you just start, you have to, you have to hit them, you have to fend off, fend off chicks. But then when you get like. Horny and desperate girls can smell that. It's like they don't like that reek, that reek of desperation. They go, hmm. hmm. That's why, like, axe. That's why you wear, that's why guys wear axe and clones so they can, like, distract girls' noses into not smelling that. Oh, no, I'm not desperate for sex. That's just axe. But now we just know, like, anyone who smells like axe is probably fucking desperate for sex, right? Just the way it goes. Also, saw a hilarious axe commercial. I wish I had the link on me right now. I'll post it the next, I'll tell you the next episode or I'll put post it in the, you know, the comment box underneath this, uh, audio link, but it's a, a new ax commercial 2021. So fucking funny. Oh my God. I wish I, I watched it yeah, the other day. A couple of boys from Guelph made it hilarious video. I'm going <laughs> to make sure to check it out. Go to YouTube, just type in ax commercial 2021 and you'll get some laughs. All right, do it. This thing we're going to do this. All right. Well, here we are. Yeah, let's do another. Let's let's see if there's any uh, fibers of humor in this booklet here. Okay. Okay. We need to stop sugarcoating everything. Military conflict is just war. You know. It's just war. 
Anyways, it's over a military conflict. No, it's just war. This you, it's just like it's, it's. We've been at war for a long time. Humanity, humanity's kind of just. Uh, it's like one of the best three things we can do, I guess. Agriculture is up there. Uh, I think building boats is probably sweet, and then war. Right, that's it. You know, just those three things. You know, pretty much every. I don't know. I've been reading a lot of Cormac McCarthy. If you know Cormac McCarthy, he's gonna depress you. Don't don't read him if you don't want to get depressed. His books are fucking awesome, but they're just like heavy, very heavy. A lot of uh, a lot of warlike uh, metaphors and whatnot. Anyway, I'm just. It's just funny, right? Because people, we we still just go to like, like what happened, right? They figured out. We figured out as as a group that. War was pretty much just like the general masses, the poor, you know, middle class, the poor kids, you know, teens, going and fighting and risking their lives for corporate interests, right? For money. So for a couple of CEOs and a couple of people to really just line their pockets, right? And make a shit ton of dough, you know? And eventually we were like, no, we're not okay with that. We're, that's not, we're not all right with that. And the government and the military was like, you know what? You're right. We're just gonna we're just gonna hire people who really want to get into the military now, and we'll replace uh, we'll replace all those uh, those kids who we were kind of tricking into getting into the military, and just like using by uh, by replacing them with drones, right? This they this came they brought drones into the the, the sitch. We're like, ah, oh, we don't need you you guys anymore. Uh, we we got these uh, sweet little uh, robots that just uh, kill people from the sky. It's very very easy to do. It's like, almost like a video game, you know. You just pull these triggers and blam, bam, kablamo. It's just, it's, uh, you know, it's sick. It's sick. It, it's really nuts. They, they just made it easier to kill, right? That's how it used to be, like, actually, like, one person had to go there and, like, pull a trigger, drop a bomb, throw a grenade, or do something, right? At least there's that consciousness there where you go, okay, I'm going to, am I going to throw this grenade? Yeah, you're going to do it. And you do it, right? Or you don't, you know? And then you get fired or whatever happens, happens, right? But with the drone, it's just like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, it's, it's like you're playing some flight simulator, right? And you're launching missiles on shit. It'd be so easy. So easy to, you know, blow all of China off the map if some you just gave gave the controls to some kid. Be like, all right, go uh, blow up uh, some countries. You know, it's not real. Don't worry, but it totally is real, right? Totally is real. Oh my God, Israel! Conspiracy theory. It's totally is real. Why does that sound like it's? I don't know. I just tripped myself out, man. I said it's Israel, Israel, Israel. See, I don't know. Is this going anywhere? I could just sit here for like three hours going, Israel, Israel, <laughs> it is real. But uh, that's funny. That's funny. I'm sure uh, I'm sure this isn't going to make the stage, this stuff here. It's just not going that great, you know? Sometimes you're on, sometimes you're not. You know what's uh, what's going on in the world today? I got I to, like, I've been really checked out. You ever just check out? You know, you go to read the news and you're like, this is all just like opinion pieces. Can't stand it. You go to CBC, BBC, all, all the ends, all the ones with like the, the A's and the B's and the C's. You know, any network with an A or B or a B or a C in it, you can't trust or watch. It's just annoying as fuck. It's just like, oh, what happens when this person does this? <laughs> a mom raising a kid in Manitoba. What next? Next in the CBC. <laughs> Why I'm getting my kid vaccinated. You know, next on the CBC, you're like, these, like, how is this news? You know, if some guy, I want to read the story about like the person 
who goes out with a bunch of, you know, like he acquires a thousand extra flu shots and just starts like running up to people on the street and jabbing them. Like, you look unvaccinated. Ah, take that. You know, it's just like, now that's a news story. You know, I actually talked to this lady, a police officer, uh, met her at the spa. We were chatting and, uh, I'm back in my spawn. Yeah, that's right. I got back at the spa, opened back up for people. I'm fi- I'm back in. I'm hot tub and I'm sauning in. Sa- sauna-ing? Sauna-ing. How do you say that? Is it? I'm sauning. I'm, I'm, I'm in a sauna. Frequently. I'm sauning. <laughs> That's a weird one. Eh? Anyway, this chick, she was a cop. And uh, she was like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm like, you figured with the... Ma- what did I say? I said, I figured with all the masks going on with COVID that there'd be a lot more robberies going on. But, you know, like, no one's been robbing nothing. She's like, you're wrong. There's been... Like a huge, huge increase in the amount of robberies going on. It's just not being reported because it's, you know, it's not the, you know, there's more important news, I guess. I'm like, really? She's like, oh, yeah, so many, so many armed robberies. And no one's getting caught because everyone's got the mask on. I'm like, that's like, I missed my calling. This is the time. My whole life I've been like, I should be robbing something, right? But I was just too cowardly to ever just pull the trigger on a good robbery plan, you know? It's tough. You know, I just, I, I really wish I had the... The courage and bravery to uh, to pull an armed robbery, but I, it's I, you know, some of us got it, some of us don't. You know, I, I'll put I'll direct my stuff to other stuff. Comedy, I took that path instead. But uh, you know, it'd really be uh, it'd be fun to try. You know, just with the and the mask now, like oh, it'd be so good, so good. Just you, you get in there, you can make it like point break. You know, y'all got funny funky masks on. They all say something different. Maybe the masks say like there's like four. Maybe the mask says. Don't make a noise. Give me all the money, right? That's what it says on the mask as you walk in, right? Boom. You don't even have to say anything. Yeah, you're... Remember the finger under the shirt thing? You ever see that in old movies or cartoons? People would have their their hand in their coat, their finger under their shirt. Like, how? Yeah, I don't know how any... Did people fall for that? Was there anyone who was ever like, oh, shit. Like, the whole point of having a gun... Is to show the person a gun, right? And then you don't even have to use it. This guy got a gun. And they go, okay. He said, person has a gun. Jesus, I do not want to mess with them. But to have like your hand inside your jacket and be like, I got a gun in here. It's like, do you? Really? It's like, I do. It's like, I'll shoot you. It's like, you're going to shoot me, really, and ruin your jacket. You know? You think people are going to, like, how much does a person hate you? Are they going to ruin their jacket to shoot you? Because if they got their hand inside their jacket, you know, they're going to have to make a hole in it, a couple holes. Maybe it's going to go through the pocket and then out the front. It's going to be a, a very expensive seamstressing job, you know? The seamstress is going to have a hard time, you know, knitting that fabric up. You know, I'm telling you, it's going to be a tough one on her. Her fingers are going to be all blistered out. Just like, Jesus, stop getting shot so much. This is tough on my fingers, you know? And uh, <laughs> it's just, uh, I don't know. You can't, I just, I, I don't know if anyone ever fell for that. Like, where did that whole like, stereotype come from? And I got a gun in my pocket, you know? Someone's hands in their pocket and they got like the two fingers pointing through their shirt. Like, what is that? I remember some kid tried doing that to me in Guelph when I was in like grade five or six. He's like, hey man, he's like, give me give, give me all your money. And I'm like, and I started laughing. I'm like, you got your hand in your shirt. He's just like, no, it's a gun. I'm like, uh, I mean, so I forget who's there. We all started laughing though. And I'm like, no, you don't go away. And he's just like, you go hang out with you guys? <laughs> <laughs> We're like, no, fuck off. Anyone who does that stupid gun thing in the shirt thing's got to be a loser. Get out of here, kid. <laughs> it was brutal. That was probably the hardest time. For kids. As, a, as a guy, we were pretty nice. But uh, that kid got it pretty mean. There was a couple kids who just drew animosity, you know? Like, they didn't make it easy on themselves. Like, they were hateable. 
Like this one guy. As I won't drop a say we'll call him Dwight. You know, but uh Dwight, we egged his house so much. Oh my god. Jesus Christ. Every chance we get. It spread to other people. Some people didn't even know him. They'd be like, what are you doing? Like, oh, we're egging this guy's house. Like, Where does he live? We're like, oh, right around the... Like, no, you give, give him the address and be like, really? We're like, yeah, it's fun. One of the funnest things. Like, why? It's like, oh, they come out. They get all angry. He's just like, like do his house especially. And then, like, other people started doing it. You know, you'd run into other groups of people. What are you up to? tonight? oh, we're going to egg his... Hey, we were going to egg his house too. No way. You know, just... <laughs> it's funny. You know, it was funny, right? But it was brutal, right? This egg... That's what we did in Canada. Just egg people's houses. Oh, man. Good time. You know, how many chickens... How many chickens had to die? You know? <laughs> to... That's funny. PETA, that's that's actually funny if you think about it. If someone got shot with a bullet, PETA probably wouldn't really care. You know, the animal rights activists, they'd be like, whatever. But if someone got egged, they'd be like, that's offensive to chickens. You just wasted so many chicken lives. You know, it's it's just, it's like... Our priority, we've gotten so bored, you know, and we've just gotten it so easy that we just found so much shit to complain about, right? And it's not to say that, like, yeah, obviously the, you know, livestock industry, whoever's fucking slaughtering the chickens could slow down a little bit, you know? They're probably doing that too much. We could eat less, like one less chicken a week, you know, give them a break. Obviously, there's something, we could change the direction of how we're farming, just have a lot of smaller, but people don't want want to farm. They want to get their hands dirty. They want to click on keyboards all day. Clickety clack, you know, give me a million dollars. Let these farmers toil out in the soil for fucking 10 grand a year and they'll make me eggs and chickens, you know? So it's just, we live in that, that society, right? I forget where I was going with this, but, uh, oh yeah, this unlikable people. I'm sure I'm on someone's unlikable list because my house got egged a couple times, right? Obviously if someone's willing to waste produce on your house, like, how many meals is that? That's at least, if you're having two eggs a meal, right? Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. That's six meals, all right? That's almost a week. It's a week's worth of, worth of meals that you've now wasted, right, on someone. How much do you hate a person to to launch a, <laughs> to launch your family's dinner at their house and just say, ah, it's, I have to do this. It's the only, it's the only way! <laughs> eggs right through the window. Boom. trying to think remember i was doing a bit of a segment what do you what do you remember maybe i'll stop doing it it's not that funny you know it's just me recounting memories that are somewhat humorous right you know you skip over stuff you know the alleyway i remember the alleyways in montreal they were just fun you know the houses pretty much on every there was a street and then there was alleyway and then everyone's house backed onto an alleyway where i lived so your front door is on the street, then your back door went onto the alleyway, and like the garbage trucks would drive up and down it, you know, cars could drive through it, but rarely cars would come on it. And uh, it was just like adventurous, man. I don't know. I just lurk about the alleys, having a blast, you know. Eventually I'd start climbing on people's roofs, but that was just like, for some reason, the alley, you could play hockey in the alleyways, you could, you know, do anything really. And it was it was golden. It was one of, one of the funnest things you could really take part in and um yeah yeah so yeah more alleyways i think but then you know what like alleyways get sketchy like at some point like you know what hookers moving drug dealers drug dealers first 
I don't know why they pick alleyways. They're like, oh, yeah, nice. It's a good spot. Of course, I actually, I understand why they picked alleyways because they're awesome. Who doesn't like a good alley? You know, just like, oh, yeah, I can do stuff here. Right? And then, you know, sketchy stuff happens. Eventually, there's a needle. I remember, yeah, once I was a kid, I found a needle in my alleyway. And, and you know, I'm a kid. You don't know what goes on outside your house after, like, 8.30. You know? There could be, it's just the world outside after 10 o'clock is a lot different. You know, you don't, and you don't even, you're not even a witness to that. You don't even know it exists as a kid, right? You're just like, oh yeah, you go to bed, you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, it's brilliant. And you see something like a needle and you're like, what the hell is this? It's like, a, it's like a, like some alien object that's fallen from space and you come across, wow, oh, 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 oh. you know, it's like, like, what the heck? And you pick it up and then your mom gets angry at you for picking it up. Show that time, bro, I thought, I thought I was doing a good thing. It looked weird. I was bringing it in. It's like, yeah, you could have pricked yourself with it. It's like, oh, all right. Yeah, I guess you're right. Why would I, you know, is that bad? Should I not do that? I mean, while I was stabbing the cat with it 10 minutes ago, just giving it AIDS. No, just, <laughs> no, I wasn't, I didn't do that. But you know, it's just, it's the alleys. Yeah. Fun. You don't see too many kids playing in alleys these days, you know, at least in the alleys I come across. Yeah. So it's just strictly playgrounds. The playgrounds are great too. When I was growing up, they were pretty decent. Just like, it was like the, the, our walkabouts. You know how in, like, Australia, some kids have to go into, like, the Aboriginals or New Zealand or Australia, wherever, over there somewhere. They got to go walk in the woods for, like, you know, a week and get lost and then come back alive and, like, you know, some shit like that. It's like what's called a walkabout, you know, a test of manliness. It's like your puberty. That's our shit. That's our shit here, you know? That's our version of it. It's a walkabout. You ever been on a walkabout, matey? No, no, never, never have. Yeah, I've gone for a stroll, though. <laughs> ah, good stuff. All right, you know what? Let's see how I can spice this up with one little joke right off at the end to see if there's anything that just might give us a, something um, something dis- diff- different, you know? Okay. All right, I was uh, in Roncesville, Toronto, which is an interesting, interest, interesting place. It was busy, you know, lots of Polish people walking the streets. I saw a weird sign. It said "Duck Parts on Sale." Which ones? I wanted to know, right? Yeah, just uh, <laughs> duck parts. They're very unspecific. I'm like, yeah, I should go check that out. I didn't because I, you know, I was going to eat food. Anyway, uh, into this breakfast place. It said there was a sign on the door. It said "Birthplace of Breakfast." I was like, really? Oh, the birthplace of back breakfast, right? What did that look like? You know, a plate of food came out. There's just like, you know, oh my God, she's going into labor. It's just a bunch of bacon grease spilling on the floor. Oh, comes a plate. There's like three eggs perfect on it. Ha- sunny side up, hash browns, rye toast, butter, ham, sausage, and bacon mix of all three. You're like, ah, oh, it's a birthplace of breakfast right here. Oh, then everyone starts eating it, you know, just that'd be a commercial for it. I should have been. But yeah, I thought that's a pretty cocky sign. The birthplace of and to say you're it's the birthplace of anything, you know, of breakfast. This is the the first place, right, where anyone ever ate breakfast before. I'm like, how long have they been there for? Six years. <laughs> the restaurant has been there for six years, so it was a, uh, you know, early two thousands. Some Polish guy ate some eggs and bacon, and some bread in the morning. It was like, mmm, it's delicious. The first, I'm going to call this breakfast. Everyone's like, dude, it already exists. They're like, fuck off, man. This is the birthplace of breakfast. 
No, it's not. Everyone's like, fuck off, man. I'm putting a sign on the door. And as long as there's a sign on the door that says it's the birthplace of breakfast, then it's the birthplace of breakfast. All right. And if you have anything else to say, then you can eat a wangsicle. All right. Anyway, folks, uh, I got to get going. Go make dinner for my family. This has been great. A lot of fun. Love and blessings to everyone who listened and everyone else who didn't. You know, I guess they get a little bit too. But uh, yeah, thanks for checking it out. And uh, yeah, I gotta gotta go do that family stuff. But uh, yeah, make sure if you're interested in uh, booking me for a comedy show so I can escape my uh, life a little bit, give me an email at jameshammondcomedy at hotmail.com. Once again, J-A-M-E-S-H-A-M-M-O-N-D comedy c-o-m-e-d-y at hotmail.com for bookings and uh, yeah for audio or video comedy gifts i've been doing these messages where i send people comedy videos as well as comedy audio messages just based on stuff that people like it's a great gift you can send people so hit me up for those once again it might not have been the moment you were waiting for but it was in fact a moment this has been the comedy podcast i guess i should finish off with a mad rap because you know i fucking spit flows and that's that And after that, I fucking get my ass slapped by a fat cat. I'm like, who the fuck was that? My name's Smack. I'm like, oh, Snow, I got to run from that. All right, this is a freestyle at last. It's done. Son, you better run from my gun because it's going to shoot you in the bum like kablung. Now you can't dung. That's right. All night. You're getting smoked like that crack in your mama's pipe. Oh, shit, that was hype.